Hi, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hello, my name's Kay. Today, we are going to be reading from the book by Jenny Allen. Made for this. And today, we are reading mystery. And Teresa, what's the verse for today? John 3, 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. John 3, 8. Shelby was confident, or so I thought. She was entering her senior year at the University of Texas. And her long blonde hair and her beautiful smile tricked me, concealing the truth that she was flat struggling. She was doing her best to smash together a loving God with a broken life. With freshly divorced parents and the heartbreak of a recent breakup, she wanted answers. She sat at my kitchen counter waiting for me to ask her to ask her the question that she knew I sincerely wanted to answer to how are you? Clinging to her coffee cup as I completed the dishes, she bravely began to lay out doubts about God and her future. Then she reached for a notebook marked with questions and wrestlings, likely created in the middle of the nights with no sleep. As she glanced at her notes, she fired off questions most of which I didn't have perfectly wrapped answers for. Then she asked one so close to home. It shook me a little. How do I know if I'm hearing from God? It shook me because I had so often wondered the same thing. And I had felt moved to have company in my search for this answer. God was beginning to lead me toward dreams. But I was terrified they weren't from him. What if I stepped out and it was really just me all along? The real question we're asking is, since God rarely writes in the sky, (laughs) how do I know what is spiritual and supernatural and what are just my own futile thoughts. Trying to separate humanity from deity is no small task. It demands knowing God and then digging into what is really happening inside of us and digging into scripture. From the beginning of this journey, I hope I have been clear that there's no perfect equation leading to clear and fulfilling purpose. And that is, in part, the brilliance of our God. Ultimately, he is the tailor who stitches all our threads together into his larger story. And we depend on him to do it. Dependent prayer. Our Savior, fully God, depending on his Father for every breath, never acting apart from his Father's will, never acting in his flesh, and never bowing down to earthly desires. 
prayed dependently. He wanted so much to live out his father's will that he subjected himself to 40 days without food or water or people. It was so humble and beautiful. God in the flesh, dependent. Jesus knew there was a war Mm. and the war was for us. We were to be one back. And he would choose suffering again and again until he got us back. And he prayed for us. Isn't that amazing that he did? He saw that and he went without food for 40 days and 40 nights. And when Satan tried to tempt him, I'll give you everything that you see if you bow down to me. And Satan comes at you at your weakest. You know, Jesus was hungry. He was human. I am reminded of the war for my soul. The quiet, subtle, and alluring current pulling me toward doubtful independence. Prayer is hard. It is talking to someone invisible. And it helps to embrace the belief that this invisible God hears me and responds. I'm not prone to talking to invisible beings. (laughs) No, we're not, are we? I am. (laughs) Uh Well, I'm not. (laughs) Well, to God I am. Yeah, that's you you are too. That one. If we are all honest, the sin of prayerlessness is common. We have a hard time sitting still with ourselves. We feel restless and cranky, and dealing with God seems daunting. But if we were asked, do you pray, we would pipe up, of course. Like if someone asked you or asked us, do you love God? Of course. But do we really take chunks of our days and form words in our minds, hearts, and mouths to an invisible God? Or would that, of course, be referring to mealtime or tucking in our kids? Or the tossed up, thank you, God, as the plane lands on time intact? Or would that, of course, be a lie? Because honestly, you can't remember the last time you talked to God. Not about him, to him. Never stop praying. Paul suggests in this verse that our entire lives could and should be lived in belief and dependence on that invisible God. Our generation has run, has so run from the bounds of legalism, which I applaud, that many of us have left behind all the practices designed to help us know and love our God. I want to need prayer and run to it with discipline and desire. There are two sides to our war. And while one may be about to win, God is clear that we will personally and daily win only if we cling to him. God's goal for our lives is that we would live in complete and utter surrender and dependence on him. It is always his mercy to show us that need, whatever the cost. Regenerating spirit. So, as each of us process how we should spend our lives, 
Remember that nothing we have done together matters without the Spirit of God. He illumines our understanding of God and of ourselves. And He leads us daily in our prayers and our actions. He empowers every move we will make for His glory. He is God in us, with us, for us, and through us. I do not want to spend one fleeting day here without embracing as much of God as I can. Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit from John 3, 6 through 8. When Jesus saves, we have full access to his Spirit. We have a regenerate soul that is so awesome to me that we have full access to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. It is insane. And I get in the habit of, like, when I do something, and I went, oh, man, my God, I forgot to ask you to come down and go before me. Because I want his will. And um, the Holy Spirit and all the heavens are just waiting for us to invite them down in front of us. I don't know if anyone has ever seen the picture but it's of the heavens, and you see millions of angels lined up just in a circle, looking down, wanting to come down and go before us. And all you have to do is ask. They want to. They get joy from us. Formed or created again. Spiritually reborn or converted. Restored to a better, higher or more worthy state. That was the definition. Of regenerate. Of regenerate. It is an odd word, but it is one of my favorites because of the fact that the insides of me are completely reborn, new, different. It is the evidence of God in me, and it is the only foundation we can dream of pleasing God from. It takes away the striving and comparing I tend to turn to. Without a new soul, without the spirit filling us, we are just jacked up humans. <laughs> but with his spirit. If we had only an inkling of all we miss because we do not pray, because we do not believe the spirit in us is able to do impossible things, we would shudder. You have God in you, and waiting to go crazy through you if you would just let him. It's so true. Just they I mean, the Holy Spirit, the all of heaven is waiting to come down on your behalf to go before you to help you in every single aspect of your life, every little tiny detail. Believe. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Romans 8, 8, 9. 
like I said, I would be scared to death if the Holy Spirit left my life. And you would feel it too, okay? Because I feel God, his angels, the Holy Spirit around me protecting me so many times. Do not leave this process without this one thing perfectly clear in your mind. Have you put your faith in the person and the work of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin? If so, you are full of the Spirit of God. Whether you feel him or not, he is promised to you. And your soul is reborn, different, new, free from the bondage of sin, and free to spend your life on the purposes of God that will never fade If not, what's holding you back? If so, how can you live more in the truth of what God's Spirit does for you? Get with someone, a friend who knows God, and process this. What you believe about God is the most important thing about you. Are you certain that you are filled with the Spirit? Why or why not? What evidence do you see in your life that your soul is changed? What evidence have you seen in others of a regenerate spirit? Reflect on a time you felt the spirit working in you or leading you. How did you know? In what ways do you limit the spirit's work in your life? Does anything keep you from praying? How can you remove that obstacle going forward? You know, Cam, okay, looking back at in what ways do you limit the Spirit's work in your life? I think sometimes it's hard for people to really believe that they can ask for the Holy Spirit to come down and help them. Well, the Holy Spirit lives within you. Yeah, but a lot of people don't call on him because I don't know if, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know if they don't do it because they don't know what to say or how to talk to him. or. But it's just like me and you talking. That's how I talk to him anyway. Yes. I don't, like, stop and put my hands together and bow my head. If I'm in trouble, I just call out right then and right. there. What would you like everyone to read and reflect on next week, Miss Kay? Read Luke. 24, 44 through 49. This was a big moment. Jesus was telling his men exactly what had happened. And he connected it to the prophecies. He also gave them instruction on how to proceed. In this one little paragraph, there was so much for these men to take in. Write down each fact and command that Jesus revealed in these verses. Why do you think he warned them about moving forward without a spirit? Read Acts 2. Describe the spirit's power in verses 17 through 21 and what the spirit brings to us. Describe Jesus from these verses. Describe the call of God through Peter in verses 38 and 39. Describe the lives of the people who had received the Spirit in verses 42 through 47. We want to thank you for stopping by 
If today were your last day, where would you spend eternity? It's your 